Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. What do you do when you catch feelings for somebody who wants to all of a sudden up and move across the country? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 27-year-old female, fiancé, 31-year-old male, went out drinking for the whole day after I told him I needed support for my mental health and help looking after the baby. We'll try to keep this short because I'm exhausted. Yesterday, I expressed to my partner that I think I'm experiencing postnatal depression and that I'm finding it really overwhelming to look after our baby and work during the week. I told him I think he prioritizes work too much and needs to make some sacrifices to be there for his family. I work twice a week while baby's at daycare, and today was one of those days. My partner got to enjoy a day at the races through his work and had been drinking from mid-morning. I expressed to him that I would really appreciate if he was home for our baby's dinner time just because it's a handful, and continuing on from our conversation, it's important to me that he's home at a good time. He sent me a message saying he won't be home anytime soon, although he's not going out after the races, although everyone else is. I told him I was pretty upset to hear that, and he returned home just as the baby was going to sleep. I got pretty angry and upset because he couldn't understand what was wrong, and told me I'm overreacting. Unfortunately, this example and a few recently, not doing a fair amount of housework and I feel like his mother, is making me second guess the wedding. Am I overreacting? What on earth can I say to him to make him realize he's really hurt me? Personally, I don't think OP's overreacting at all, especially when you have a young baby that you're having to take care of. If your partner's off and doesn't even really communicate to you properly what all is going on, you feel kind of lost combined with postnatal depression. The whole lack of care being expressed is incredibly frustrating. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my wife, female 47, says she has no libido and never wants to have sex with me, 50-year-old male, again. Is this the end for our marriage? Well, the title says it all, but there's a bit of backstory for context. After some good relationship issues about a decade ago, I thought my wife and I were in pretty good shape relationship-wise. We chat, we laugh, we're friends, have similar views on many things, and generally fit well together. For me, the massive issue has been our physical relationship. My wife and I have been together for 23 years, and in the beginning our sex life was pretty great. As expected, the frequency and intensity faded a bit over time, but since we had our children, 21 and 17, the decline was very steep. This bothered me and we'd occasionally argue, something we do very rarely. I usually initiated sex and for the most part got rejected. Occasionally my wife would agree and whilst I always thought she enjoyed herself, or was a good actor, she was not very active and I often thought she was just throwing me a bone so I'd leave her alone for a while. Before you come at me as some sort of monster always pestering my wife for sex, we're talking weeks or months between intimate moments. Don't get me wrong, I want to get physical more often. I'd be happy with once a week or even a couple times a month, in heaven if more often, but I took what I could get. 
I love my wife and I desire her physically, but to be constantly rejected is soul-destroying and was making me feel dirty and not in the good way for asking. Eventually, I decided that the next time we would have sex would be when my wife initiated it. That was six years ago. This has been growing increasingly heavy on my heart over the years. I've thrown myself into other things and generally kept a lid on it. My youngest turns 18 soon and finishes high school in a few months and my intention was to hold on until then before considering my future in the relationship. All the time hoping for a miracle. What brought matters to a head was last week, I reached around my wife for a cuddle in bed, and my hand must have brushed too low for comfort, by accident and not even that close, and my wife practically pushed me out of the bed. A couple of days ago I brought it up. Not an argument, just talking, and just asked if she ever intended to have sex with me again. She said, no. When I asked her why, she said she felt like she didn't have any drive at all. I asked her if she wanted to have any desire for me again, and the answer was no. To be told, I don't want you, and what's more, I don't want to want you, hurts. She says she's happy with our relationship as is, as friends and companions. I want more. I definitely don't want her to just lie back and let me while she isn't getting any pleasure out of it. I want to be wanted. I want her to desire me as much as I want and desire her. I understand that sex drives can dip and even disappear for many reasons, but I don't understand why she doesn't want to see if her drive can be rekindled. I've told her I want more, but she'd told me that she's not willing to change things. I've been celibate and, to be fair to my wife, mostly happy with my lot for the last six years, but I am desperate for a physical relationship with her and have told her this cannot continue. I've said that if she slash we don't look into how we slash she can recover her libido, not necessarily even by having sex, by the time my youngest graduates high school, I don't want to disrupt her final year, then I'll look to start divorce proceedings. She just nodded. She seems to have chosen nothing over me, and I'm broken. I think my wife hopes that I'll simply let this slide and we can slip back into our comfortable coexistence, but I can't. I've contacted a therapist and will start this next week. I need to try and come to terms with this rejection and learn how to move on. The thought of dating in my 50s terrifies me, but do I deny myself and slip back into my comfortable but celibate half-life? Or do I risk it all in the hopes, however small, of something more? P.S. Please don't suggest an open relationship or having an affair. I only want my wife and won't do that to her. Honestly, I don't think that this is the end of the road for OP. OP's like, well if I get a divorce? Am I risking everything to take this albeit slim chance? I think they'll find somebody out there for sure. And every relationship is different. Some people are more than happy not having any sex life at all. I would be willing to bet that for a majority of people to be in a long-term committed relationship, they would want to feel wanted in that way. I think it's a very important thing for a relationship like that. Our next story is, sometimes it feels like I, 28-year-old female, am parenting my husband, 28-year-old male. My husband of 5 years struggles to take care of himself, he has to be reminded to eat, he can't keep a decent sleep schedule, he spends all his time on the computer or gaming with his friends, he's depressed for sure and takes medication, but it feels like there's only so much that can help with it. The rest comes down to lack of structure. I live a structured, balanced life and he doesn't. Can't plan, doesn't keep up with stuff, our house is always a mess, we're messy people but it feels like I want to get better at keeping house and make an effort, while he doesn't. I've found myself pulling away from him, I find myself finding more independent hobbies and interests. 
to the point where, unless we're traveling together or out on a date, we hardly interact. Our day-to-day lives are largely separate. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. We don't even share a bed. As a result, there's just no sexual desire. My parents probably have more than we do. We've had lots of talks, but I can't change him. I can only focus on me. He is an amazing, loving, caring person, but he just struggles with taking care of himself and of the relationship. So what can actually be done here? Are there any tangible steps forward I can take or can suggest to him? I don't want to be a nag, but I don't know what else is in my power. I will say, my husband is amazing at caring for our cat, his family, and will be there for those who need him, just not himself. I definitely think this is the kind of thing where you have to be honest about these shortcomings, and if you want to be together and want a future with them, you try to usher them towards some kind of therapy where hopefully they can address what's going on, break it down, and work on those things to improve them. Feeling like you're one step away from always having to put a bib on them yourself, you're probably not going to be too thrilled. In the end though, to have any real, true change, he has to want that change. Our next story is, Boyfriend accused me of cheating with our neighbor. My boyfriend, 33-year-old male, and I, 26-year-old female, have been together for about 3 years and recently moved in together. I work part-time and go to school part-time to get a better job. I'm taking a really difficult class. It's a lot of information and takes a lot of work. The guy I'm talking about is our neighbor. I didn't know him before, we just got to know each other by running into each other and making small talk. He's a good dude and he's in the same field as me. He's been helping me out with my class. He has a lot of tips and encouragement and has tutored me some. Because of this, we text sometimes and I've went to his apartment several times. I didn't think this would be a big deal or an issue for my boyfriend. I figured he wouldn't love it. But he knows how difficult these classes have been for me and would understand. 
He comes home at about the same time every day, so when he got home, he texted me asking where I was. I told him that I was at the neighbor's and I would get back in 10. I admittedly stayed longer. He eventually came to get me and was visibly ticked. He freaked out on me when we got home and pretty much accused me of cheating on him. He asked me why it took him so long to get to the door. It took like 30 seconds. I told him I didn't freaking know, it's not my apartment, but probably because he didn't know who it was. I told him I would stop contact with him, but I was really mad about the cheating accusations. I just don't understand cheating accusations with no evidence. I would never do that. I think because I just have a small circle and I'm usually not that social that it worried him. We had several fights over the next few days and we're both still kind of upset with each other, but have pretty much rug swept it. Was this inappropriate of me and should I apologize and really try to talk this out with him or just move on? I'm getting very conflicting advice and opinions. I want us to have a mature and healthy relationship. Well, I think if you truly want to be able to move on from this, you need to be able to talk about it. You need to be able to have clear, concise communication. I feel like considering his reaction and the history with how he's behaved regards to the situation, rug sweeping it and then just never bringing it up again probably is not the healthiest thing because I'm willing to bet it's going to be swimming around in the back of his mind forever. This next story is, how can I, 31 year old female, gently tell my friends, all 30s year old female, I don't want to take part in the secret Santa this year. Me and a group of three other friends usually do gifts for our birthday and secret Santa at Christmas. It's around a 20 euro budget, which isn't necessarily a lot. However, this year it's going to be financially a stretch for me. It's been a really hard year for me financially, and I am, at times, barely scraping by. My decision may also be hindered by the gifts from last year. The others got things like a handmade book box, a fancy shower gel slash fragrance set, not like a Nivea one, a high-end brand, and I got a chocolate advent calendar. It just felt a little last minute and uninventive. For those two reasons, I don't want to take part this year. Is there any way to kindly say this to them? Honestly, if you go to them and say, to be honest, financially, it's just going to be tough for me to do that, you could even get a little flowery with it and say, you know, I love you guys, I love participating, but it's just too much of a stretch for me right now. Things are just too tight, but I don't want to ruin it for you guys. I mean, I guess it's probably an issue if it's three other friends because all of a sudden, how do you do a secret Santa with three people, but... If they're going to make an issue of it because you literally can't afford it, they're not good friends. This next story is, my 29-year-old male, girlfriend 31-year-old female, has a list of fundamental ideas we have to agree on, but she won't tell me what they are. I've been with my current girlfriend for two years, and while for the most part it has been really nice, for reference, I'm her first serious relationship, she's my third, she is very politically active, and openly so. And while I consider myself by no means a genius or scholar, I pride myself in trying to never take a stand on things without doing my own research first. I am not, however, especially driven politically, never been to any demonstrations, signed any petitions, etc. We've had some reoccurring discussions on certain topics where it's obvious that we're in disagreement and where I feel I have to just accept not only what is right, but the correct phrasing of the truth. She has also stated that on some fundamental points, we have to agree in order to be together. Yet, when I asked her to tell me these points, she ignored my request. 
She's told me that we already disagree on half of these, not telling me which ones, and when asked how she knows we disagree, she tells me she can tell by the way I speak of certain subjects. I've told her multiple times that if she could just tell me what these things are, it would be much clearer to both me and her, if I agree with her or not, but as mentioned before, she outright ignored this or changes the subject. I try to be careful about assuming or drawing conclusions, but it feels to me she's scared that if she tells me, it becomes real, and we as a result can't be together because of the different views. We've gone a couple of rounds with this, but now we've had quite a big fight, and I feel like I need an outside perspective. So what do you guys think? Am I being unfair in my request? Am I being difficult? I mean, if she has certain qualifications you have to pass in order to be in the relationship, I mean, it would be nice to know what things she does consider a deal breaker. I mean, shoot, she already said you don't agree with half of those. Why are they even sticking around if that's the case, right? I mean, I kind of understand her concern. If I tell you them, you'll just lie to make me hear what I want. But I think that already implies a terrible precedent for your relationship where you can't actually communicate 100% honestly to each other. If she has legitimate deal-breaking relationship-ending things she knows of in her heart, and she cannot within reason even communicate those things to you, is there going to be any part of your relationship built on trust? This next story is, Casual Relationship Lied About Age. I've, 33-year-old female, been seeing a guy for a month, and he's moving away in three weeks, so this fling has an expiry date, When we matched, his age on his profile was 36, we've met up four times, chat most days, slept together, etc. And I mentioned something about age a few days ago and then said he's not 36, he's actually 44. I wasn't happy about it. The age doesn't bother me, it's the fact his age was wrong in his profile. He said to me he genuinely forgot. It's only when I mentioned something about his age the other day, he realized he hadn't told me. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. He said on other apps he's had older women message him quite crude things, but assumed the app we met on, you could send messages before matching, so he lowered his age to avoid the older women. Although I have said you literally have to both match to be able to talk. He's deleted his profile now, anyway, before he even told me his real age. I asked if he explains this to all matches, and he said I'm the only person he's matched with and said he just forgot. He's been really apologetic. Would you continue seeing him casually if you know it's going to end in three weeks anyway and it's fun slash sex? The age doesn't bother me, just don't think it's right to put the wrong age on your profile. I mean, the only way I think you could possibly see past this and accept it is if you genuinely believe he's just that clueless about how the apps work. If he had this legitimate misunderstanding about how these things work, maybe you could understand that? Otherwise, this guy just seems like a bit of a catfish, saying they're, what, almost 10 years younger? Bottom line though, if this is something with an expiry date, if you're still having fun and a good time with it, As long as you know that he's tested clean, I don't really know how much it's going to hurt just having fun with it the rest of the time. 
This next story is, my girlfriend, 23-year-old female, is convinced that I, 24-year-old male, am having an affair with my doubles partner, 22-year-old female. I am not and it's driving me mad. Hi Reddit, so I'm a pro athlete. I won't say which sport exactly for anonymity, but it's one where you can play singles and doubles. I met my girlfriend two and a half years ago and we've had a wonderful relationship. I also made it very clear from the beginning that I would often have to be away traveling around the country and occasionally internationally to compete in tournaments, and she accepted this and has never had a problem with it until the coaches paired me with this girl who I'll call Lucy, who I will admit I've become good friends with, but that's it, she isn't my type. Lucy is very conventionally attractive, and most guys, 100% not me, would find her more attractive than my girlfriend. I think some of her gossipy friends have gotten into her head, telling her she shouldn't trust me going to hotels with this attractive girl without her there. My girlfriend is always welcome to come along to spectate, but usually can't because of work. She then started reading into things that aren't there, like not being happy that me and Lucy hugged each other after winning a tournament together recently. Like, what? And apparently looking too close on the team's social media, even though those pictures are designed to make the team look tight-knit. She's asking all sorts of unreasonable things like asking me to stay in a separate hotel to Lucy. The coaches book the hotels, and the whole team stays in the same one. It would look so strange if I asked not to be with them. My girlfriend was not happy with this explanation. She's now demanding that I ask for a different doubles partner, which I refuse to do, firstly because doing so, to me, would be like admitting there's something going on when there isn't. And secondly, I'm not messing with my chances of success and winning titles because she can't get over her insecurities. During a recent conversation, I admitted to my girlfriend that soon in the run up to the Olympics, I will probably be spending more time training with Lucy than ever before. And she absolutely blew up saying she loves me but can't deny what's going on right in front of her eyes and she can't do this anymore. I screamed, there is nothing going on. And she stormed out and says she's going to her parents for a few days. And that's where we're at at the moment. My goodness, I love this girl so much and I just want her to trust me, dang it. I've never given her a reason not to. Any advice on how to convince her to trust me? Please don't say ditch Lucy as a doubles partner, because I ain't doing that. I feel for OP because this is written very passionately and I want to believe them. I think pro athletes and by semi-extension grouped in celebrities get a pretty blatant rap about if you're with a committed partner, once you hit pro and you're going around touring all the time, they're almost always going to be cheaters. Beautiful women will be throwing themselves at them. I don't know what OP has to do to prove it if they've got to set up a webcam in their room so they can live stream 24-7 to show that, hey, I'm not inviting Lucy over to my bedroom at night at the hotel. I mean, I would even understand if OP doesn't want to break up with this partner just because it actually kind of makes it look like they're guilty of something. Honestly, at some point, if they're not willing to believe you, I think it comes down to choosing your relationship with this woman or your professional career. It sounds like it's kind of driving her to her wit's end. It sounds like she's so dug in that you're really not going to change her mind any which way. And let's say you get rid of Lucy, you get another female doubles partner, it's probably going to be the exact same thing again, right? This next story is, I, 27-year-old female, tested positive for chlamydia a couple of days ago. My boyfriend, 27-year-old male, isn't speaking to me because he thinks I cheated. My boyfriend and I have been together for about a year now. 
We live about two hours away from each other, so we've been doing the long distance thing. During the very beginning of our relationship, we disclosed our past sexual history with each other. I even got tested straight after we first became intimate with each other because I'm extremely cautious about my health. I came back negative for all STDs. My boyfriend took offense to this, assuming that I thought of him as dirty. After we talked this out, he said he would get tested. This was months ago, and he never updated me on whether he went or not. Fast forward to last Friday, I went to the clinic complaining of abdominal pain and got tested for all STDs. I tested positive for chlamydia. This was a shock to me because I haven't been with anyone else other than my boyfriend. And I tested negative for everything five months ago. I immediately texted my boyfriend about my diagnosis and told him he should get tested too. He called me on the phone and told me that he hasn't been with anyone other than me and he can't trust my word at the moment. I was incredibly upset by this. I explained that he should trust me enough to know that I'm not the type of person to cheat. If anything, I should be asking him the same question. He said he needs time to think. I respected his wishes. It's now been two days and the only communication we've had is a goodnight text. I've been incredibly anxious about the eventual talk that we'll have once he's had enough space. I don't want to argue and I shouldn't have to beg to prove my innocence. Any advice on what I should say or ask him? I don't want this to ruin our relationship. I mean, really, it comes down to one of three things. Either OP did cheat and they're even lying in a Reddit post. OP caught it from their boyfriend and they're somehow not upset enough about it. Or the third option, which is incredibly unlikely, it was an accidental positive. If OP knew they were clean five months ago, the boyfriend didn't get tested at all? I don't know if they're ever going to actually come back and have this talk. They might just be running off into the sunset right now. If the case is that the boyfriend was the one that gave her the chlamydia, is OP really going to like play into his I'm the victim spiel going on? Our next story is, am I, 28-year-old male, being weird for not wanting to be in my girlfriend's 25-year-old female YouTube video? My girlfriend and I have been together for six months. She has a YouTube channel on which she does challenges, including couples challenges that involve me. One of the challenges that she was requested to do is a tickle challenge, and part of it includes a tickle feet challenge. It's when we tickle each other's feet and whoever lasts longer without laughing wins. She told me about the challenges, including this one when we were driving over to her apartment. She was wearing sneakers with socks while I was wearing sandals without socks. I asked her if she'll remove her socks to make the challenge fair, since I'll have bare feet and not have socks with me. She said no because it's just for fun. I said I understand, but since they're calling it a challenge, I'll then refuse to be in it. She thinks I'm being weird for it. Honestly, not the reasoning I thought OP was going to not want to be in this feet tickling challenge video going into it. See, I really thought OP was either going to have a problem with their or their girlfriend's feet being featured on the YouTube video. Not the fact that this is just because it's an unfair competition. We've got to submit a formal complaint to the governing body of the feet tickling YouTube challenge. I mean, if you don't want to be a part of the tickling challenge video, I think that's completely fair and fine. Is it wrong of her to think that you're weird not because you don't want to be in it, but because you want it to be a fair competition? I don't really know. This next story is, my roommate, 32-year-old female, wants to move across the country together and I'm, 26-year-old male, not sure what to do after catching feelings. For some context, my roommate, 32-year-old female, and I, 26-year-old male, have been renting a house in LA together for a year and a half now. 
We both feel completely ourselves around each other, like how it feels when living in a healthy family environment, which we both experienced growing up. We're also co-workers but in different departments, so we seldom see each other at work. We spend most of our free time on the weekdays together watching shows, getting food, working out, or just sitting on the couch and talking. On the weekends, she usually sees her boyfriend and I hang out with my friends or work on my hobbies. I'm also friends with her friends, so most of the time when she sees them, I'm there too. Me and her boyfriend are cool, so I sometimes tag along with them as well. One could say we're like two peas in a pod. I'd also like to note that it's been purely platonic the whole time we've known each other. The most physical contact we've had is hugging, which happens maybe four to five times a year. She's even joked that she wishes I were older than her, she only dates guys older than her, and regularly calls me her BFF. Now to the situation at hand. These past few months, there were many changes to the upper management of our company. We both believe these changes have negatively affected our roles within the company, which became apparent during a three-hour venting session a few weeks ago. It felt good to vent about work and these changes, but I'm still passionate about the company, and there's many other friends and acquaintances I've made that would make it hard to leave. A couple days ago, my roommate told me she had talked to a recruiter from an industry-adjacent company located in New York City. The recruiter said she's the most fit candidate for the job he's talked to thus far, and she has an interview scheduled for this week. Afterwards, she started looking at places in New York City, and to nobody's surprise, they were just as or more expensive than our place in LA. She then came up with the idea of me moving out there with her. Her points were that I've been upset with the company recently. It would be hard for her to live on her own over there, even with a raise from the new company. And that I've always wanted to live in New York City. I've talked about it with her a lot before. I told her I'd have to think about it since it would be a huge decision. To be completely honest, I do really want to live in New York City, and this may be one of the only opportunities I can, since our current company doesn't have offices near there. Living with her is also extremely easy and comfortable, so it would be an easy transition and we'd both be in a city we enjoy more. Both grew up on the East Coast. However, I'm hesitant because I've recently developed feelings for her. After being friends for the past couple of years, I've truly begun to love her for who she is. I love her company and love how we can speak our minds freely together with no judgment. It's always been platonic between us and for all intents and purposes we are best friends although i do think of her as one of the most beautiful people on the planet while she's been in and out of a couple relationships since we became friends i've been single the whole time i actually put the word boyfriend in quotes at the beginning of the post because she's been seeing a guy for a year now and the past couple of months they've been off and on and she's been vocal about it to me also last weekend we were drunk and she told me she loves me She didn't specify, but I assume as a friend. She's very grateful I'm in her life, and that she considers me on the same level as her childhood best friend. Through all this, I've developed a crush and romantic feelings, and it feels like some sexual tension could be building between us, or I'm just way off base. The reason I'm posting this is because I told some friends about the situation, and they think she's just using me to have an easier living situation. They asked me if we were dating, if I'd still move, and my answer was that I would do it no hesitation. Then they reminded me that we aren't together, and I shouldn't be completely changing the trajectory of my career for a girl that I'm not even dating. Honestly, I see their point. But living in New York City has been a dream of mine since I was a child, 
and the thought of actually doing it is very intriguing. We both make a great team together, and we'd be making enough to live comfortably. So it all comes down to if I'm willing to work for another company and restart my service clock, so to speak. I have no family in LA, and the friends I do have here I could still visit. The biggest thing I think I'm afraid of is getting my heart broken by thinking that we could be together if we moved to New York City. If she were to meet a man in New York City and I don't end up meeting a girl out there, I'm sure it would be difficult to continue living together and difficult for me to live on my own. If I were to stay with our current company, I could still sustain myself in LA, albeit frugally, and would be open to transferring to a cheaper city if I needed to. With all that being said, I basically have a week to decide and I'm not sure what I should tell her. Alright Jim Halpert, don't make us wait three more seasons and shoot your shot already. Worst case scenario, they go to New York City and honestly, your friendship probably sunsets. Best case scenario, the person you've kind of fallen in love with that you know so dearly for years, maybe gets into a relationship with you. I mean, if you're at the point where you're hanging out together, where you're both severely drunk having these heartfelt conversations, if you guys click so well, I say why not shoot your shot, life's too short, right? And I certainly hope that if OP does, they give us an update on what happened. Actually, I just scanned back over it once more and I realized OP clarified that they have a, in quotes, BF. I don't know what OP's really implying by that, but unless they're like sure this relationship is ending pending their move to New York City or something, I mean maybe you can be forthcoming about your feelings, but kind of inappropriate to dream of this big swing where you move off together if they're still going to be in a committed relationship. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.